You are tuned to CICK News on 93.9 FM in Smithers, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 a.m., 2 p.m., and 4 p.m. CICK News is your news source for regional and provincial news with a local perspective. It's hosted by Dan Messick and myself, Pamela Hassan. Find and follow CICK News online at smithersradio.com and frequencynews.ca or wherever you get your podcasts. CICK News is funded by the Community Radio Fund of Canada and the Government of Canada. Today on CICK News for February 15th, I'm sharing interviews with Sarah Goldvine, Vice President of Equity and Corporate Affairs for BC Housing, as well as Will George, who is the Smithers Director of Community Services. Supportive housing are individual apartments for people who are experiencing or at risk of homelessness and need support services to maintain their housing. Residents could be all genders and include seniors and people with disabilities. Supportive housing typically includes 24-7 support services, such as meals, life and employment skills training, and health and wellness supports. Many also provide culturally informed services, as this proposed project will. The proposed housing project will be 37 units. The current partners are the Town of Smithers, BC Housing, and Selkant Friendship Centre. At the Council meeting on Tuesday, February 13th, Smithers Council gave the third reading to a bylaw amendment that would rezone the trio of lots on Alfred Ave from C1A, which is a residential overlay zone, to CD1, a comprehensive development zone. And I'm sharing my conversation now with Director of Community Services for the Town of Smithers, Will George. Thank you for having me on, Pam. My name is Will George, Director of Community Services with the Town of Smithers. So we're speaking about the proposal for the location on Alfred Ave uh, for BC Housing for Supportive Housing in Smithers. Last year, BC Housing entered into a conditional sale agreement with the owners of the Capri Motor Inn to purchase the hotel, which was to be converted into supportive housing. And the process involved a zoning change and the town needed to create a comprehensive development zone that would accommodate this specific requirements of that proposed use. Can you tell me what the town needs to do in order to have the Alfred Ave properties ready for for potential use for the supportive housing? Most definitely. Now I'll start just by saying that that was a previous project. The Capri Motor Inn that you mentioned was a previous supportive housing project. This is a completely new project that we're discussing here today. So while it is with BC Housing, we had lots of dialogue since that project, and this is a completely new project. So the the project that we're referring to is on Alfred Ave, and BC Housing is proposing a 40-unit supportive housing development on three lots on Alfred Ave here. Uh, They have submitted, BC Housing has submitted a request to rezone the parcels from C1A, which is downtown commercial zone, to CD1, which is our comprehensive development zone one. Now, what are the requirements of the town regarding supportive housing, uh, maybe specifically on Alfred Avenue? Obviously, there's the zoning uh, and the bylaw change. What else does the town need to manage for this project to be successful? We look at the application, look at uh, town staff, review the application to see for different external agencies, such as a Ministry of Transportation, bring this forward to the first and second reading. We have the public hearing notice that goes out. We advertise that, the public hearing, and then the third reading and adoption. So we're building towards this with the application that we've received from BC Housing. And once we move forward and we receive the review from council, then then we'll be working with BC Housing to determine next steps for the project there. So it was brought forward at the last council meeting and working through the process of rezoning. 
So now, and, and I do understand that this is a um, different proposal, different project compared to the Capri Motor Inn. However, there was some dissent quite vocal about not wanting supportive housing in the Capri Motor Inn location. So do you think that the people of Smithers will support this new proposal? And is the town determined enough to go through with it, even if the community response is mostly negative? Yeah, thanks for the question, Pam. You know, what I would say on that is at the council meeting on January 9th, BC Housing staff came forward as a virtual delegation. They shared information to town council and to the community about the project, along with some new and additional engagement initiatives that they're planning on bringing forward. Now, this will be brought forward, including the information that we hear, a summary of the feedback received from the community uh, dialogues, and this will be presented forward to Council as part of the public hearing process for the proposed bylaw. So Council will hear um, what's been discussed and determine if this is a project that they want to move forward with uh, supporting the rezoning for this application. Uh, what I would say is we, from the town, we really encourage community members that are interested in this project and to learn this new project, what is being proposed, uh, to attend some of the BC housing engagement sessions um, and to participate in the engagement process as we lead up to the to, to the engagement processes and the public hearing. And, and I think, too, that it's important maybe to encourage people who are in support of this to engage in the feedback and also to be part of the community dialogue. The town is too small to not accommodate the nearly 60 people who are currently living homeless. So I, I kind of just want to maybe ask again, and again, I, I'm not really not sure if you can answer this, but how much weight do these negative comments have in the final decision from the town and council's point of view? Yeah, thanks for the question. What I would say is council looks at this, uh, all of the engagement that uh, is occurring as part of these community dialogues and uh, determines if this is best for the community. So we encourage those that are both in favor of the proposal being brought forward by BC Housing, both in favor and against it, to come forward and express their concerns, express their vote in confidence of this, and then council will, will hear from the community as a whole to determine how, how the vote for the rezoning will happen on this particular proposal. You know, if there are any questions from the community around how this engagement session for this project is is different or any additional information that people have about the about the project we encourage them to reach out to BC Housing and ask questions the staff from BC Housing when they came they're definitely open to hear from the community and want to incorporate what they heard from the last time they were they were in Smithers to make sure that all the information is is available thanks so much for your time today will thank you for having me so what does it take to create a housing project in a town the size of Smithers you heard in my conversation with Will George that finding that Goldilocks zone in a small northern town has been difficult to nail. After Tuesday's council meeting where the public spoke out, the feedback from the gallery was more supportive than I've seen at these meetings to discuss a BC supportive housing project thus far. There are currently nearly 60 people who need a safe, warm place to live. This project will provide 37 units on top of the current 22 units available at Goodacre Place. This project could help the majority of people currently living homeless with what Ms. Goldvine calls a housing-first approach toward feeling safe and secure. Here's my interview with Sarah Goldvine from BC Housing Now. My name is Sarah Goldvine. I'm the Vice President of Corporate Affairs at BC Housing. 
So Smithers is back at the table with BC Housing for another attempt to provide housing for those currently or at risk of homelessness. Can you tell me about this latest proposal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we're just we're so, so pleased to be able to bring this proposal forward. Um, and our staff in the community have been working closely with partners, in, including um, the town of Smithers. What we're looking at right now is um, bringing forward a new project on Alfred Avenue, so pretty central, that would bring 40 new homes with support services 24-7 to the community of Smithers. And purchasing private developments and creating non-market housing units in established neighborhoods, it's a strategy that BC Housing has successfully implemented in communities across the province. But can you tell me what successful implementation looks like? Yeah, I mean, ultimately what we're looking for is we're we're looking to bring folks indoors and the reason why we do all of that is that BC Housing, we believe everyone deserves a place to call home. And we know that when we can make that happen, communities are more likely to thrive. So success looks like ensuring folks have a roof over their heads, have a stable and secure place where they can sleep at night, where they can be connected to community services, to healthcare, have have meals. And it also looks like ensuring the surrounding community is healthy and vibrant and thriving, which we which we know can happen when it's more likely to happen when folks have a place to stay. Yeah, absolutely. When I spoke to Minister Kelling, actually mentioned that going hand in hand is not just a roof over a head, but also food security, access to programming. I guess, do you know what the auxiliary features of this building would be aside from a place to live? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's so important for, for most of us when we think about home, we don't just think about four walls and a roof, right? We think about a place where we feel supported, where we feel safe and secure, where we feel like we belong. And that looks different for different people. So for supportive housing, what, what we're creating is a space for folks that need some additional services and support to be able to really stabilize and be healthy, Usually what that looks like is we've got, well, we always have staff on site 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We always provide, we always provide meals, we provide access to laundry, and we provide connections to community services like addiction services, healthcare services, life skills, training. And that looks a little bit different in every community, depending on the needs of that community. Mm -hmm. Now, according to uh, BC Housing's own 2023 homeless count, there are, it said there are 57 people currently experiencing homelessness in Smithers, and this unit is proposing 40 units. Yeah, I mean, we're we're always looking to bring as many folks indoors as we can, right? That's why we do this work. Um, but we also need to recognize that we want all of our projects to be successful. And so when our team worked with the town and assessed the needs, um, the needs of the community, as well as what we can what we can provide on that specific site on Alfred Avenue, we felt that 40, 40 homes will make a significant difference for the community of Smithers. And we're just we're really looking forward to be able to work with partners and with the local community to be able to make these homes happen. Mm-hmm. Last year, when BC Housing and the Town of Smithers held a community feedback meeting about turning the Capri motor in on Highway 16 into supportive housing, how vital is community support on a project of this importance? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll be frank. We we always we all part of the reason why we do community engagement is because often in communities around the province, uh, people people get concerned about supportive housing if they don't understand the project, right? Um, so we want to have open conversations with community to be able to share with them 
what supportive housing is and how it can help. At the same time, it's always a two-way conversation. So as part of as part of that conversation with the, with the with the community and with the town, we were able to identify that there were different ways forward to be able to ensure that we did bring the housing to the community while also recognizing the specific needs of Smithers. So we identified this new site and it's aligned with the town's official community plan, which is really great. It ends up being a win-win for everyone. Mm-hmm. Sir, was there anything that I didn't ask that you think is important to include in this conversation today? Yeah, I mean, one thing I also think is worth really shining a light on is the importance of discussions that BC Housing has been having with the Wet'suwet'en. Certainly, we see in in you know in the housing system we see fo- we see the ongoing impacts of colonization, including the residential school system and the disproportionate. So it's been really really valuable to be able to partner and have good conversations with the Wet'suwet'en to ensure that we can bring forward culturally informed services that that work for folks who have been unable to secure housing because of that ongoing trauma. This is just one last thing, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Do people have to stay sober in order to stay in the in the units? BC Housing takes what's called a housing first approach. So we find that it's really important to bring folks indoors and provide them with a safe and secure place to stay so that they can build a healthy build a healthy life. And be connected to services. It's really difficult to do that if you're sleeping outdoors, particularly in a place like Smithers that gets really, really cold in the winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we find that Housing First is the approach that works well in BC, and that's being proven around the world. It's not unique to BC. Mm-hmm. Um, in some communities where we have a very large number of supportive homes, we're able to create more specialized, more specialized sites that are tailored for folks that are further along their recovery journey. Ultimately, though, our goal is to ensure that folks can come indoors so that we can connect them with those health services and being able to really ensure that, you know, often people who receive these services, their voices are not listened to because they're, they're focused on surviving. They're not focused on showing up to city council meetings. Yeah. So as much as possible, it's really important that people are able to people who are connected with that community, people who want who really want to support this are able to share those perspectives so that we can have a really balanced and informed conversation in the lead up to the council decision on the on the 13th and then the third reading in March. listening to CICK News. If you have any hot tips or news stories you think we should cover, contact us at CICKNews at smithersradio.com or follow us on Facebook at CICK News. CICK News is made possible by the Government of Canada and the Community Radio Fund of Canada, the only organization mandated to financially supporting campus and community radio stations across Canada. You can also catch our fresh shows each week at theskina.com or subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks to our producer, Pam Hassan, and all of our roving reporters, I'm Dan Messick. Thanks for listening. <laughs>